This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program. A lot ahead still, folks. Got to take care of our dough. We'll talk to Ryan in a couple of moments about that. So one of the things we talk about is Ramia's newfound love of coffee. Newfound. Uh, let's see. April, May? Yeah. New. This Newish. year. Yeah, My yeah. Goodness. This year is new. You're I actually right, thought it was right. longer than that still. I but. did like coffee before this, but only in the form of a... A fancy latte or cappuccino from Starbucks once in a while. So the timing has got to be right, though, with drinking coffee. Like I know, I ridiculously you and I were amount. talking about this. Yeah, yeah. we got to keep it so that you don't feel that crash, because you're only a, what, 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 one cup still? Yeah, I'm one <laughs> cup a day, and in the still. middle of the day right before the show. Oh so you give me beautiful coffee energy. Send in the rookies. Anyway, I, I know it'll change over the, the years to come. Don't say but that. I remember the first time I was offered coffee cake. Ugh. And I thought it was, no, but that's what I thought. I was a kid. I said, it's not going to taste like coffee. Ugh. And I didn't like coffee then, right? I, I got really so traumatized I... thinking, these people are going to make me eat this stuff to taste like coffee. Have you had a good coffee cake? I'm not going to lie. I've still not had a good coffee cake. I, I wouldn't know a good one from a bad one. I think they're all pretty good. I don't, I don't oh. really, I'm not fussy, right? It's, it's, you it's like sweet. It's full of sugar. Black forest cake. Mm, I do, but. It's not one of my okay. favorites, but I'll eat it. No, I won't eat that either. It so. sometimes tastes plasticky, so that's why I don't like it. Oh, what does that even mean? No. The creamy. It tastes like plastic. You know what plastic is? I don't know why a cake should taste plasticky. Well, well probably because it it's shouldn't. Fake? It probably <laughs> shouldn't, Rum. And that's probably what's wrong with it. All right, enough of this okay. nonsense. We got All somebody right. else who likes, who likes Black Forest Stop cake. Stop wasting our money on plasticky cake. Oh. Go ahead, I'm going to try to get you a piece of plastic of a black forest no. cake. It's time to shine a light on finance with Ryan Bradley Chin, Certified Financial Planner. Hello, it's Ryan Chin. I'm a Certified Financial Planner. Listen in as I talk money with Kelly and Rumya, where we will explore the world of finance. From navigating RDSP savings to retirement planning, I'll help you design a roadmap for tomorrow. From Sun Life Financial, we returned to the program, Mr. Ryan Chin. How's things going, sir? And coffee cake person or black forest cake? Or neither. Uh, or neither. I'm, a, I'm an angel food cake yes. uh, kind of guy. That's better. <laughs> Maybe a little rum listen. cake, huh? Oh, yeah. Pound cake's oh my good. God. That was mm-hmm. my, my dad's grandfather's favorite. So we had to eat lots of pound cake. And I tried to get my other friends to like it. And they'd say, what's wrong with you? That's like someone liking fruit cake. If it has rum so, and wine in it, yeah. So like we're uh, so from Barbados. I'm from Barbados, and and we have something called black cake, which yeah. is a very rum-based yep. cake. It's wonderful. That stuff will get you seriously drunk. I'm. Oh, yeah. I've had enough pieces to know. All right. That's interesting because some places that just simply means chocolate cake. What rum cake? No black cake. Black cake. Yeah. Oh. That's for some some places. I don't know that. People I mean. know when you add the forest to it. What is it then? Cherry. Cherry and whipped cream, right? Yuck. You wouldn't like it. Once in a while, we'll throw raisins in just to get you going. All right. Uh, Ryan, let's get into this conversation here you've got for us today because <laughs> it's important to keep our finances in check, why we should have some professional advi- you know, advisement, and the reasons it's uh, we should be sharing our facts with our advisor. Um, maybe you can define this a little bit more than I'm doing. Um, why, why would we come to that financial advisor? Th- is that something that you 
need us to tell you when we're coming to seek that professional advice? Yeah, Cal, I mean, here's the thing, right? We we all hit cross different crossroads in life. And sometimes it's important to have that third-party advice. I mean, financial advice, absolutely. You know, um, there are times whether, you know, whether you're thinking about getting married, you're thinking about cohabitating, maybe it's time to have a child and you're, you're right about to, or you're looking to retire. There are many reasons where, why somebody would want to uh, seek financial advice. Um, and, and it's important you know, to, to identify that, not avoid it, not, you know, bury right. it under the, the rug and say, hey, you know what, it'd be nice to have someone in my corner who can help guide me through some of the financial decisions that I'm going to mm -hmm. need to make. That navigating. Yeah. Mm. What are some other reasons why people would come to uh, see a financial advisor? Like, what are yeah. some of the problems we might be having? Yeah, I mean, so sometimes, you know, folks are, you know, they, they've overextended themselves, you know, now they're in a debt position. I mean, hey, for example, I had a, 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 a client call me up last week and and a young couple and they said, look, Ryan, I'm in a I'm in a mountain of debt. We you know, we're just just starting to get together here and and uh you know my fiance and I we're, we're having a little difficulty we're gonna have a move back home and we just want someone to help us um you know make some good financial decisions mm. so that we can uh one day buy a house I mean that's that's absolutely one reason other reasons could be you know maybe maybe there's been a death in the family there's an inheritance so a sum of money is being paid out to you and you just want some help as to know what to do with it. I mean, it could be you, maybe you just got laid off. Maybe you just got a new job. I mean, there, it really is very personal as to why you would want to seek financial advice. Inheritance, right? Like you come up on a whole bunch of money. Yeah. That's a scary situation to be in sometimes. Uh, also, like, is it fair to say that you might be doing well, you might be doing okay, but just want to seek a professional's thoughts on that? on how you're doing. Ramia, it's always nice to have a second opinion, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, even if it's, Hey, I already have an advisor. I'm working with someone right now, but can you just double check that, you know, everything is in place. I literally just got off a call five minutes ago and this other person I was talking to is a financial advisor. That's what he does. That's his job, his business. And, um, we went through his personal situation, him and his wife. Um, and um, we we did a f full financial plan with him, and b basically just talked to about some some co concepts, things to think about, things to you know um, look at. My job wasn't to say, "Hey, everything's on track, you're doing it all great," but was more to expose to alternate thinkings, mm -hmm. just another strategy that maybe, you know, they hadn't, they hadn't thought about and, um, give them some food for thought. Like a doctor getting that other opinion, but also just to flush it all out because you help that navigation and you as the, as, as an advisor, it really does help you with their, their choices to give those examples of things that roads they may want to go down. Uh, Kel, no problem. You're absolutely right. Just even going through the process of putting all of that information into a plan, 
um, and and working through that plan and just having that second opinion to say, hey, oh, did you did you think of this or or what about this? You know, just those kinds of added touches, yeah, could make the world a difference. So, with one would say that your financial advisor needs to know what you actually care about so they can devise that plan that you'll be excited to follow. So what other kinds of examples can you think of for the client? Yeah, I mean, so here we are. I mean, it's important that the advisor understands your your goals. It understand they, they need to understand what you believe in. For example, you know, um, uh, earlier today, I, ch I was speaking with another uh, client who's very socially responsible. She wants to make sure that all of her investment, like her, her lifestyle lives this way. So she'd like all of her investments to have good social return on investment. She wants to make sure that, you know, none of the investments are, are invested in oil or tobacco ah, or yeah. arms, you know, and, and, by knowing more about the values that the uh, individual believes in really helps me understand like, hey, this is something that's close to them. It's near and, near, near and dear. Yeah. And what do I need to do to make sure that I match the investment yep. with their expectation? Wow. Mm. That's a fair point, actually, because you could have these value systems and it, of course, could extend to the, the money and the investments you want to um, create and handle, but no idea where to start on that point, right, right? So you can go to a professional who obviously knows what they're doing, what these letters and numbers and portfolios mean and who's doing what to put your money towards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do the dots mean again? Yeah, okay, exactly. go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that kind of also brings you to what you're willing to do, how much you're able to put aside, uh, how often, because really, Money is a tool to you, not necessarily something you need for its own sake. Well, that's it. I mean, we we can save money, but we can't take it with us. Right. So what's the point, right? I mean, uh, you know, we can't fill the box that, that you know, that and and take it with us. So, yeah. you know, it's important to make sure that we're we're utilizing money um as as what it's there for it's it's to allow us either to acquire things support things you know do things we want to do whatever but um so with a planner with someone who's a planner like our job is to really understand you know what is it that you have what is it that you'd like to do and can you achieve those things with with what we've got to work with. Um, so it, it, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. Um, really and truly uh, having a good financial planner in your corner, having a great conversation with somebody who, who understands you as a holistic individual, then, uh, you know, man, uh, things get a lot easier. Wow. Wow. Let's continue on that trajectory. Actually, like you feel that it's important not just to know what we have, um, but, also how you feel so what do you mean by this yeah it's a great question uh romia so you know uh, I, I was listening earlier you mentioned about you know just getting into coffee and having that burst of coffee once a day mm -hmm. um you know it, it, it when we start to get into you know tell me about you tell me about your risk taking tell me about your 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 
conceptual conception of you know taking a chance will you taste that cake that maybe someone said it's coffee cake oh my god is it gonna taste like coffee oh no but you know some people will just dive right in and say oh i'll give it a go who cares and and it's what it is is really understanding who that person is what's their level of risk personally because far be it from me to just pick an investment, whether, I mean, I could believe in it and think it's wonderful, but if you, if it doesn't match your personality and your temperament, then I'm way off the mark. Yeah. So not everyone has the same investment. Not everyone fits the same model and we really want to personalize and customize. So it's important to share. Uh, share your experiences. Share what what you're comfortable doing. What you're com- how, you know, what you're comfortable experiencing. You know, if the market drops thirty percent in one month, what would you do? Right, and it's a way deeper con- <laughs> conversation than just what money you have and what you're willing to do right now. Right, right, because yeah. uh, we all have different parents. We all have different backgrounds with money maybe money never came up in your house maybe it only came up uh, when everyone was yelling at each other about it like who knows and you have to kind of dig into that a little bit or at least understand the nuances of these conversations it's a great point i mean when you think about it if you grew up in a household where money was tight and um, you weren't spending very much then it may translate to where you're you're not comfortable spending money or you're feeling that if I buy that item, um, I might fall into a shortfall. You may have lots of money, but it doesn't matter. You're, 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 that's what you know. And that's Mm. what you understand. I mean, there are a lot of people today who grew up. uh, I mean, now we're going to our parents and our parents' parents uh, who grew up in the depression Mm. And they know what it's what it's like not to have anything. So really parceling out what they do have to make sure that they have something for tomorrow is really important to them. And, uh, you know, that's important for your advisor to know. Mm-hmm. They need to know who you are and what you believe. Right. In. And so- not to mention, too, right, like financial literacy as a whole. Um, some people have more experience with it than others going into Uh, speaking with a financial advisor, like whether it be school or just, you know, different programs that opened you up to the conversations around money with or without your household. Um, But like the educational aspect of it is also very important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, great point. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I talked to a lot of people who, you know, some people are extremely, extremely in tune with their with their finances they know where they want to invest they know how they know you know about the markets they know it all and then i have folks who just um not sure what the decimal means so i mean it's few and far between but you know what my job is to work with each person individually and help coach them through um you know achieving the goals that they want to set for themselves so ryan sometimes people may be looking for a new financial advisor. Why is sharing your previous experience so beneficial to you when you bring somebody in this position on? Yeah, it's a great. Uh, I'll tell you something, Kel. Like that's kind of really, um, I would say, one of the quintessential important things because, you know, if you if you've had a relationship with another advisor and they, you know, they, you know, let's talk about our situation. You know, if they didn't really consider 
the fact that you're blind or partially sighted, do you need something in Braille? Do you need enlarged print? They would continuously send you documents that you couldn't access or, um, you know, they want, they were just putting papers in front of you and making you sign them without explaining them to you or really giving you any dialogue around what it was that you were doing. Like, you know, if you're getting that type of experience, it's important to acknowledge to the advisor uh, that you're in. And I say, treat it like an interview. Cause if you're going to go into a new advisor relationship, talk to a few, find out, does this person believe in, you know, have similar beliefs as me? Will they listen to the problems that mm. I've had uh, the, and, and try to correct those negative experiences? Because no one, this is your, this is your personal situation, your money, you've worked hard for it. You deserve to be treated with respect yeah. as well. And, you know, it also needs to, you know, fit your lifestyle. Yeah. Ryan, we're going to put a hold on it there and we'll get back to this topic when you're back with us in the new year, That's man. That's a good one. Yeah. Really good one. And still some hey. places to go. Yeah. Make sure that, uh, you know, we spend wisely over the next couple of weeks and uh, look forward to chatting yeah. in the new year. Sounding like the food convo we just had. Uh, but it's always <laughs> the food convos we have. Be nice to yourself. Be nice. Yeah, you have yeah. another cookie. <laughs> Ryan, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Ryan is not the enemy. Don't no, take but it out on him, Kelly. Coffee cake, Muthan. Coffee cake. I'm you not can't have your cake. Plastic coffee and cake. Eat I'm not spending money too, on that. Right? Uh, check out Ryan Chin and Becky Armstrong on Eyes on Your Money, the AMI original podcast. To reach Ryan directly, you can send an email to ryan.chin at sunlife.com. Up next on the program, Mike French with Robert Half shares their recent, re, most recent research. And this, you're going to want to hang in for, folks, because it's about everything Canadian employment. Stay tuned. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.